This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and so it's the beginning of a new church year. And during the season of Advent, our greeting is Maranatha. I say Maranatha, and you say, Come, Lord Jesus. So, Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Come Come quickly, come soon. We focus our attention upon the return of our Lord Jesus during the beginning of the season of Advent, but quickly our attention is drawn to to Bethlehem and to the birth of Jesus. And uh, we will celebrate his birth um, now in just... uh, uh, just a little over four weeks, we'll celebrate the birth of our Savior. So, um, today our order of service, we're going to sing a song, and then we're going to read responsively Psalm 24. So, you'll, we'll be using the hymnal for that, and we'll be reading that responsively by half verse. So, let's sing together um, our opening song, Come, Let Us Worship. to Psalm 24, we'll read Psalm 24 responsively by half verse. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, for he has founded it upon the seas. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord. And righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors. And the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors. And the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. As we sing our next song. Testament reading for the first Sunday in Advent is written in Jeremiah chapter 23, beginning at verse 5. In this passage of Scripture, God is, uh, and Jeremiah has been telling his people that they are going to be taken away into captivity, into exile. But in this passage, God promises that he will bring them out of exile and they will return to their land. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them, then they shall dwell in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in Romans, the 13th chapter. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Jesus is alive and has conquered death in the grave for you and me. Our text this morning is our Old Testament reading from the prophet Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Again, these words, The days are coming, says the Lord. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Exile. That's what's going on in the book of Jeremiah. That's what God is saying to his people. They are going to be carried away into exile. In our text, we are reminded about Israel's previous exile, the one that was in the land of Egypt. But our text also foretells that there is exile that is coming, exile that is going to happen when the people are taken away to the north, to Babylon. God's Old Testament people seem to always be suffering one kind of exile or another. Usually it is on account of Israel's idolatry, her wickedness, her lack of righteousness, her evil and bad kings. Exile. We know a thing or two about exile. Maybe not like the exiles that took place in the Old Testament for the Old Testament people, Israel, but we've experienced exile to one degree or another in our own lives. For example, at school when at recess no one wanted to play with you. You were in exile. Or maybe your teacher put you in exile and made you stay in at recess because you had work that needed to be done. We've been shunned at work by others, maybe because of something we've said or because of mistakes that we've made. You're in exile when you make phone calls, and those phone calls are not returned. 
or when a son or a daughter or a dad or a mom is kicked out of the house, they are in exile. When you stay away from God's house, when you stay away from the sacrament of Holy Communion because you believe that your sins are too terrible for God to forgive you, you place yourself in exile then. And so there is exile that can be imposed upon you by others. There is exile that you can impose upon others and there is exile that you can impose upon yourself. What is exile like? Well, exile is a time of loneliness, feeling alone, alone, all, all alone. When you feel as though you're cut off from everything that is good, cut off from home, cut off from family, cut off from country and land. And loneliness, exile, it takes a huge toll on those who experience it. Exile is also a time of longing, longing for what is lost. How many times in the last almost two years now have we said, I wish things could go back to normal? That is the sense of longing that comes with exile. We remember the way things used to be, and we want those things back. And thirdly, exile can last a long, long time. Israel's exile in Egypt lasted for over 400 years. Her upcoming exile in Babylon is going to last about 70 years. We've heard about brothers who haven't talked to one another for decades. We've exiled or ignored our mom or dad or son or daughter for years. A time of exile can go on and on and on and on. The Old Testament book of Jeremiah is about the exile that is coming for the people of God. It is going to be awful. There is going to be plenty of suffering. There is going to be nothing good for God's people. Bad days are coming. Evil days are coming. Drought and famine and sword, disease, captivity and death. And all of it is because of Israel's wickedness, her sin, her idolatry. And God tells Israel what is going to happen through his prophet Jeremiah. But the people don't want to hear it. They don't want anything to do with exile. They don't want to know what the future holds. Instead, they believe that there's not going to be any exile at all. There is not going to be any suffering or wicked days. Jeremiah doesn't know what he's talking about. In fact, Israel's best days are ahead of her. A golden age is coming for the people of Israel. A time of plenty, a time of peace, of health and freedom and life. And even the other prophets in the land of Israel now are saying the very same things that the people want to hear. Nobody wants to listen to what Jeremiah has to say. He's all doom and gloom. But the Lord declares that the exile is coming. 
Jeremiah is right. Things are going to go from bad to worse to exile for 70 years. That's what's coming to his people Israel. Did you catch this in the Advent hymn we sang just a couple of moments ago? We sang, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. As God's people, we live in exile. The Garden of Eden is our true home, a place where everything is good. There is no illness or disease or virus or plague or famine or drought there. There is no sorrow or crying or pain or suffering there. There is no death there. There, there is life, abundant life, where God dwells with his people, where God walks with them in the cool of the day, where he leads his people to streams of living water. He rules his people with pure and holy wisdom. And his garden is a safe place where there is no wickedness or evil, only goodness and righteousness. This is our true home. But paradise was lost. Adam and Eve rebelled, and God removed them from the garden, a time of exile, not out of anger, but rather out of mercy. For in the garden is the tree of life. Remember, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They rebelled and fell into sin. But there was the other tree, the tree of life in the garden. And if Adam and Eve remained in the garden, what would they do? They would go to the tree of life and they would eat of the tree of life. And they would live forever in exile from God. And so what does God do? In love, he removes them from the garden. He blocks the way to the tree of life. This is God's mercy at work. God is going to save his people. And so for a short time, they go into exile so that he can redeem them, so that he can send the promised Savior to them, who will redeem them from their sin and give them life everlasting. And we too as the descendants of Adam and Eve, we too live in this exile until the day when Eden is restored to you and me. Now, you might call it eternal life. You might call it heaven. You might call it the new Jerusalem. But it really is a return to Eden, a return to the way things God originally intended it to be for you and me. For what is there in the New Jerusalem, in the book of Revelation, in the last chapter, the tree of life that was there in Genesis chapter 3 as well. And so in our time of exile, we, the people of God, pray, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. That's the good news for you and me. The Son of God 
has appeared. This is the joy of Christmas. The promise made to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3 is fulfilled in the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so Jesus is born to redeem us from our exile, our separation from God on account of our sin. And Jesus lives and Jesus dies and offers his life as a sacrifice to pay the debt of your sin and to reconcile you with God. And baptism, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation are already yours. This morning, we still live in exile, don't we? The Lord Jesus, the King of kings, the King of glory, he has not returned yet, but he is coming. Yes, we are redeemed. Yes, we belong to Jesus. Yes, our sin is forgiven. Yes, eternal life is yours and mine, but we still live in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. And in this exile that we live in, an SUV speeds through a parade, leaving death and suffering behind. In this exile, a virus changes and comes around again, now for another round of illness and death. In exile, there is no common sense among a nation's leaders. In exile, there is injustice and unfairness. In exile, the wicked prosper and people suffer. In this exile, the love of most grows cold. In this exile, there are wars and rumors of wars. There is cancer and heart attack and stroke and diabetes and more and death. This is the time of exile. But do not be afraid, dear children of God. The days are coming, says the Lord. The days are coming when he will put an end to this exile. The Son of God will appear. You will see him coming on the clouds with great power and glory. It will happen. The exile will end at the return of Jesus, at the resurrection of the dead, at the day of judgment. Loneliness will give way to life. Loss will give way to life. Death will be overcome by life. Slavery to sin and death and the power of the devil will end. The exile will come to an end. And we will enter into the new Jerusalem, Eden restored. Listen to the voice of the Lord today, written by the prophet Jeremiah. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. So then, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt, but they will say, as surely as the Lord lives who brought the descendants of Israel up out of the land of the north 
and out of all the countries where he banished them. Then they will live in their own land. The exile will end. The Son of God will appear and Eden will be restored. The wise king will come and he will rule with justice and righteousness and fairness. Jesus, our righteousness, will come, the one who makes you and me righteous. So today, lift up your heads. Lift up your heads, O people of God. The day is coming. Lift up your heads. Raise your voices and sing. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And we pray, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, come soon. And he will in his time. What joy is yours and mine this morning. For Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. Alleluia, amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart. That by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Is my abode.